Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Welcome, everybody, to the Market Awareness Broadcast. We're here today with Laurel Langmire, John Howard, and Justin Bennett. We're going to be talking a little bit about your fear around money and failure. I'm going to go ahead and go live on our streams. So we're going to go live to YouTube, live to Facebook, as well as live to Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Laurel to welcome everybody in and uh, get this show going. So welcome, Laurel. Thank you. And again, welcome back to our Ask Laurel Marketplace broadcast. You know, we used to call this our COVID-19 broadcast, and it's kind of taken a version throughout all these months. I think we only thought it was going to be up for a while, and here we are in December, continuing every Tuesday. We were every day in March, and then in July, we moved to, uh, I think, twice a week. And now it's just every Tuesday, 12 noon, and we are making it more topical, uh, but as well just talking about the economy and keeping it very fresh and relevant. What's going on right now? Small businesses are getting pummeled by the shutdowns. And so I have a couple of guests with me. We're going to talk about just what's going on uh, in the economy, any updates first, and then we're going to get into our topic, which is the feel of fear of failure which I think so many people, you use failure as your excuse to never get going again. So I have two amazing guests. Those of you in the big table uh, know them well. So I have uh, Justin Bennett, who is in broadcasting from Kansas, and uh, John Howard, who is broadcasting from somewhere, I think, in Texas. Welcome, gentlemen. Um, So give our audience a little introduction to who you are, what you're an expert in. Justin. So um, Justin Bennett here in, in, like Laurel said, in Kansas City and Topeka areas, which is just west of Kansas City. I am kind of one of the, the local real estate gurus. Been doing a little bit of all sorts of real estates for many years now and, and recently switched to a, a new market niche and, and multifamily and, and really enjoying it and really having some success there. So that's what we've shifted a majority of our time and focus on, but also do a lot of coaching within the community of for people that, that want to grow their businesses in different ways or, or look at real estate in their own portfolio or do some partnering, joint ventures, things like that. So jack of all trades kind of when it comes to real estate. Awesome. Thank you. And John? Well, you know, Laura, I'm a, started out my career as an investment counselor uh, working for the big investment companies. And I've, I've really moved in over the last 15 years, I think, into real estate development and in investments in, in general. And so, you know, even these days, uh, while we still have several real estate projects going on, we've moved more into the uh, raising money for the alternative investments and things off Wall Street that you've talked about that yeah. people really don't have access to and how you get in that market. So that's where we've gone. Yep. So let's talk a little bit again, uh, economic update. So small businesses are getting pummeled. You guys have either heard, but uh, we have a website. We're going to shift the name of the website, but it is currently supportnevada.com. And Joey Gilbert, who's a local litigation uh, lawyer, big bulldog, um, you would know him if you ever drove, well, flew through the Reno airport. He's out there with big fists. He's a boxing champion and uh, he fights for Nevada. And uh, we have joined together to fight for small business and the inequity of small business in uh, these shutdowns. So that's kind of on our side. What's uh, So more and more uh, data will be coming out because in Nevada, and I'm going to have you guys each talk about your states, you know, in Nevada, we're in, I'd say, a moderate shutdown. California is in a massive lockdown. 
And, uh, you know, our hospital beds aren't even close to full. So it's just affecting the small business owner coming into the holidays. And uh, I'd say who's getting hit the hardest is the small business owner. What's going on in you guys' area? What's going on in Kansas? How open is it? How's the, the business kind of energy over there? So Kansas is is a little bit different. Um, we're still fairly open. Our hospitals are close to capacity. There are certain areas, Topeka or uh, Kansas City, Wichita, that hospitals are at capacity. So they're having to transfer people out of state or, or to different regions. But uh, as far as business-wise, we're, we're still able to remain open. Um, they're, they're, they have reimposed a lot of the different regulations as far as mask mandates and different things. And for whatever reason, I guess you can't get COVID before nine o'clock. So now the bars and restaurants <laughs> must close at nine o'clock so that we don't spread COVID after that for whatever reason. So on the Kansas side, that's kind of where we're at on the Missouri side. It's kind of city by city. Kansas City is is a lot more uh, strict in their rules and regulations than many of the other places. Uh, we can go down to Lake of the Ozarks where we have a lot of our vacation rentals and we can go wherever we want without a mask. There's not even signs on the doors that masks are required, even though supposedly that's a, that's a regulation, but they just don't impose it. And then you know, Kansas City on, on the exact opposite end of the spectrum it is, is everywhere you go. I mean, you might as well just leave it on because if you're on the sidewalk, you need it on. If you go in, in the restaurant, you need it on everywhere except for at your table. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy the way it is. The small businesses, I, I feel like they're the ones that are a little more lenient on the rules and then not hounding you all the time because obviously they're, they're not government owned. They're not government controlled. They're not big corporations. And it's just awesome. Like our country club here in Topeka, we don't even have to have our mask anywhere. Like it's just a whole different world when you're talking small private owned businesses. So it's a great fight you're fighting. Yeah. Well, and I'm just seeing some of this, you know, Anita, I love your sarcasm. You know, you can't catch it at Walmart or Costco either. And, you know, I fly, um, I fly on this weekend. Um, I've had two trips. I've had one to, to go see you in Kansas, Justin, and bring in our big table. And I have flown to Boise and I've gone back and forth there. Uh, my husband's on a work visa and we're building a lot with the Christovich group up there. And we had a big table up there. Other than that, the only place I go on a regular basis is Georgia, which is one hell of a flight. And it's interesting because I can name the airlines that have three seats across. There's only one. I would say it. Delta is the only one who keeps you separate. Everybody else, you got three seats across. Everybody's packed. You can't get it there though. But you, you know, like you said, Justin, after 9 PM, I mean, the, the hypocrisy of these rules is driving all of us crazy. And again, the small business owners getting pummeled. I mean, why can Walmart in there, I'm going to say it, shitty little hair salon and nail salon get to stay open when the spa that most people in our community would want to go to have to shut down because of their, their size. So it's really a, a economic injustice fight we're fighting. And we're going to go county by county and do a class action lawsuit county by county. The counties are going to sue the governor of the state at least to some level of open. So are we going to get fully open? I doubt we're going to win that fight, but that's what we're going for and probably will settle somewhere in the middle. So if we can crack this code, then hopefully other uh, people can follow along and do something similar to at least keep businesses alive. I mean, the new statistic, 50% of, can you imagine how many of you been into New York? Yes or no? Yes, I love New York. You used to love New York, I'd say that. 50% of the bars and restaurants are predicted to close in Q1 if this doesn't stop. So... I can't even imagine, you know, that that would even happen. John, what's Texas like? And again, you're probably speaking from a couple places because you actually live in Houston and on your way, you know, up north. What's it like? Is there a big variance, I guess, as you travel across? You know, there really is. Like, so, you know, we do most of our real estate business in Austin, Texas. And 
you know, it's closed down. You go up there, they won't six feet social distancing, have your mask, everything where you go around, you know, you walk in a store and, and people, they hound you about it. You know, here, and I live just north of Houston. And yesterday I read in, the, in a, a county of uh, 500,000 residents, we have 4,000 cases, active cases, you know. And so it's, I go out every night just to dinner, just so I can support my local restaurants, just so that they stay in business. You know, they're 50% open. They're actually 75% capacity now. Uh, there is a mask mandate statewide, but it's kind of a follow if you want to and, and follow if, and, and don't if you don't. And so, uh, and then up in Dallas, it's kind of a mix in between just kind of where you go up there. So um, it's a little different everywhere you go, but you know, we continue to go through and support our small businesses. Uh, I, I see so many of my friends are small business owners and, you know, they're just hurting, yep. you know, they need some relief. They need to be get open so they can, can keep their non-essential business. Yep. And I would, I would actually make a big uh, shout out to that. You know, don't buy on Amazon unless you absolutely have to. Um, they're the ones winning the most right behind that Walmart target. And, uh, you know, it might be easier, but you got to think if you're a small business owner, are you going for ease or are we going for uh, economic justice? So somebody said, you know, it's Oregon. By the way, the states aren't going to fight. They've already made their claim. This is going to have to be the small business owners and doing something like we're doing. So we'll see how we go, how it works. We've been meeting pretty regularly about it. We are going to change our name. I had funny feed, uh, not funny feedback. It was interesting. I would have never thought supportnevada.com. They thought it was like a fundraiser, like a GoFundMe. I'm like, no, 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 no. So we got to get rid of that name. We're uh, going to do something, you know, like Open Nevada. So we bought a few URLs. So right now it's over there. We'll read redirect as we uh, get a better URL that says more about what we're doing on this uh, this fight. So that's some of the stuff that's out. Just, you know, stay tuned. We're going to keep some of this, obviously, out of my MIT group and some of our groups, but we'll uh, be bringing it over as Joey and I form a Facebook group around uh, this. And it'll be very local for each of you. But I think the only way we're going to band together and support each other in small business is to watch what others are doing. If you find some success, uh, you know, borrow some out of their playbook. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about having a, a voice and uh, taking a stand for this. And don't be a chicken. There's some people who say, well, I'm scared of the repercussions. Well, would you rather be dead broke and have to bankrupt? Your, I mean, not only bankrupt, just close your company. You won't even have the money to bankrupt. You know, it's interesting. It's expensive to bankrupt a company. I've been through it a few times. Um, it's an interesting thing when you have to lay a company down, revamp it. That's even more expensive. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, how the stimulus comes back out and if that's even enough to revive some of these companies. Some of these restaurants... They can't operate at 25. They're bleeding to death at 50, much less uh, 25. And then the poor families that work there. So uh, we will always take that stand and um, just continue to stay tuned watching. Again, we'll keep uh, bringing it live on our broadcast 12 noon every Tuesday. Let's switch gears, though. We have a kind of a campaign going on called Money Life with Laurel. And a lot of this comes out of our asklaurel.com questions. And we've been posting a lot of people have a lot of fear these days. And uh, I know John and I for sure. I think we were in Kansas, actually, Justin, you might have been on stage. I looked at you, John, I think we might have been sitting together. And I said, you know, we should write a book called, you know, failing our way to millions. Because failure is water. I mean, it's like you got to drink it, you're going to have it. It's like, we don't have a lot of energy around it. I mean, does it hurt a little bit every once in a while? Yeah, but we keep moving on. So let's just share a few failures, just kind of get the conversation going. And those of you out in the chat, what are some of your biggest failures? And think about the ones that have you not get going again, you know, 2008, nine and 10, since we're all three in real estate, I'll start with that one. You know, a lot of people that 
have still not recovered. And we're, you know, 10 years past that. And they got pummeled in 2008, 9 and 10 and have never gone again. I could name them by name, dozens of people who won't go again from, a, you know, something that happened 10 years ago. As far as failing, I mean, projects consistently fail, you know, and call them failure or just call them an outcome for the day that that's what had happened. And then what I find that is, you know, we'll get to some uh, solutions is you just keep moving, right? You just say, okay, that's not going to work. And you just keep moving. You see them more as, you know, bumps in the road and, you know, walls that get blocked, but you don't, you know, lay down and say, oh my God, I completely failed. I uh, just don't believe in that uh, thought process. Which one of you want to share a failing story and some way you've walked through it? I mean, Justin, everyone, everybody knows you're a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can start with, uh, I wouldn't be in the big table without a failure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't it was a failure of a bad investment or a bad purchase or lack of due diligence, I guess, is what it boiled down to. Um, not understanding how we really play in this space in these times. And uh, it was, you know, my business. I, I had a business that I, I left a big, nice corporate job for in order to be part owner of a, of a company that uh, was doing everything it was supposed to. It was, it was very successful. We were having a lot of luck. And then I lost my business partner. And because of the lack of preparation and proper due diligence, I didn't own that business anymore. And, and that's why I left the job I left was was to own it. So my failure was was not planning and, and putting the right uh, steps in place as far as in, in the event of that catastrophic loss of, of a business partner. I had nothing and, and I came to the community to, to save that business. So I was able to do that. And, and since I've had a few more failures, but a lot more successes. And one of the beautiful parts about this community and uh, all the things that we learn and, and uh, share with each other is uh, even though we fail, people like this, other investors, other community members that think the way you do or think outside the box and bounce ideas off of each other, you know, it's easy to make up for some of these failures. If, if we take a step and miss uh, one step, then the next step we take two steps. And, and so it's amazing what you can achieve through all the different networking within this community. You know, we're very blessed in the aspect of, you know, at any point, we have the ability to control our own destiny. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, in my old corporate job, I, I had a nice paycheck and I could qualify for a lot of different bonus, different ways. But if I ever needed to go out and make $120,000 for some reason, because I wanted to buy something else, that was impossible. You know, I was going to have to make it work in my budget. I was going to have to try and figure out what I could sell, what I could do different, what I could, you know, change about my life in order to do something I wanted versus if I want something, I just figure out how to go do it. So it's amazing now within this community, seeing that failures aren't an end all, seeing that that doesn't set you back to the point of no return. It's just, you know, a minor speed bump as we really consider it these days. John, what about you? Well, you know, as when we started talking about this subject, I had to start thinking about because I have an innate ability to just block things out of my mind. So, you know, many of those failures, I, I don't even think about anymore. As I started thinking about it, I've lost six-figure losses three times in my life. And the last one was a hotel that we lease option to purchase. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things I went in, I was last in, in the investor group the lead investor was very wealthy and I, and I had missed out on an opportunity to get in with them before. 
for future business. And this came along and I jumped at it and I thought they had done their due diligence and uh, they hadn't. And so when we get into it, it turns into a wreck. And so, you know, we spent trying to get that fixed with the guy that was that was in charge of, of everything. He dropped out. And so I spent the next four months driving three hours one way every week, starting to run this hotel and uh, brought in a group. And so we continued. And what I always like to say is sometimes you just have to drop back 10 yards and punt. And so the lead investor got tired of putting up the money and we dropped back 10 yards and just walked away from it at the end of the day. But uh, I learned so many valuable lessons from that and keeps me going today. So the uh, blessing in all of it is that because of the way we do things and the and all the things that you talk about, you know, next year I got a nice tax refund from that loss. So I was able to carry forward and go on to the next. And we've had several successes since then. But, you know, one of the things I always like to, to think about is that when people tell me they want to get into what we do is that, you know, one piece of advice I always tell them is things never go exactly like you think they're going to go. It's always changing. You have to be able to adapt. Yep. And so let's talk about some of the, I'm going to say the skill sets or the character. I mean, what you've got to have to just live through it. To me, I always say, you know, part of it is you got to have a vision or, you know, a mission bigger than yourself. So you've got to have such a commitment to win. And I'm going to say win at all costs. You've got to be smart whether you want to lay the project down or totally adjust the project. But I like, you know, John, like you said, you're the adaptability, the flexibility, and I'm going to say on the other side, the creativity, like, you know, I look at our Hawthorne project, right? I've had those marijuana licenses for years now. And it was a year ago, August, that I said no to the current team, put the brakes on and then rerouted to a new team. You guys have all met Ryan and his team now. You know, there's been a lot of moments to me, just as been just as, well, actually both of you, you uh, gentlemen have been at the other side of my conversations and frustrations of that. And it's just what it is that's not a project I'm going to lay down. So we just keep, you know, moving on and moving on. So I would, I would just liken that and have you think about the times in your life where you have given up too soon. You haven't reached out for help because you're embarrassed or, you know, humiliated about it or whatever is going on. You don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'd say that's probably what's different about our whole community is we talk about it. We get more creative ideas. We get re-energized with new thoughts and new team members that can help uh, bring new ideas and solutions to the problem. So I think the the problem side of it is just, it's part of the formula. You almost have to put it into the formula and know that you're going to run into different things and uh, it's your attitude to get through it and have, I'm going to say that without the team getting, I think it'd be really difficult to get through it. So those of you that are still out there by yourself, I think that's part of your challenge is uh, you're not reaching out for a lot of help. What advice uh, would you guys give? Justin, John, uh, to those that, you know, are facing it now or are going to face it. I think part of our agenda in talking to you this way is, is to let you know it's normal. I mean, nobody has any judgment about whatever you're going through. But if you're not talking to us about it, we can't help you. Yeah, I mean, I think, Laurel, a lot of times it's, you know, the great thing about the community is it adds tools to your tool chest. You know, I had a recent one, actually, we sold out February of this year that it was a rehab. And we when we got in, I mean, the thing was just worse than we thought. We knew it was bad going in and that's why we were able to pick it up at a good price. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, and we, we started, it was like a three-year project by the time we got done with it, but because, you know, we were just going to take it and flip it. The RI on it was great, but, you know, after talking to some people and, and figuring out and, and listening to, you know, stories like yourself and other people, what you realize is that, well, what we ended up having to do with that is take it and lease it out for a while get the tax deduction, write it all off, 
and then you know we we are able to get out February and uh, on a break even. So the community had brings so much additional knowledge that yep. you know when you're out there by yourself, you may know some of it, but you don't know all of it. Yep. Well, and just the experience combined, uh, when you can add, I mean, I would say you can put four or five of us on a call and you've got hundreds of years of experience. And that collective experience is a, a value I don't think you can you can buy anywhere. Uh, it's priceless, uh, in my opinion. Justin, what would you say to those, uh, to the folks? You do do a lot of coaching, as I do. And uh, as you know, sometimes the failure or the thought of failing keep people down for a long time. Absolutely. The big thing is, especially in the day and time we're living right now, with all the concerns of the way everything is going to be, everybody's kind of been on hold. And uh, just like in, in all the different real estate crashes and just like in all the different market crashes, the people that benefit are the people that aren't afraid to take action, that aren't afraid to fail, that aren't afraid to make a mistake, you know. It's a great time to be cautious with your health and and take the precautions and eat healthy and, you know, exercise and all that good stuff in case you get sick. But at the end of the day, the the rest of our life goes on when this is all over. So planning and and making these decisions and and doing things now is is how you get ahead in life. It's how you change where you're at, how you get to where you want to be. And that's that's one of the beautiful things about events like this in history, all of them, you know, whether it's the, the, a market crash or a real estate crash or, you know, a banking problem or whatever it may be. It's, it's times like these that the educated take advantage of the situation. Absolutely. So um, before we roll, cause I uh, know I'm, you guys are busy and I appreciate you uh, taking your time. Update uh, us on what's your like most exciting project you're working on. So Justin, what are you working on? So currently we actually have that we spoke of the field trip that we had out here uh, a couple, I guess it was a little over a month ago now. Um, we have a, a PPM going on that's uh, allowing investors with, within the big table community to partner with us on a big apartment rehab. We've got a 155 unit apartment complex identified as our first project and we are in, in process of closing on it. It's ultimately just that the story is we will create uh, a little over $2 million in equity and uh, basically under 12 months. So projects like this is what we're focused on. If you want details about that and you're a community member, please reach out, let Damon know, and we can show you how, how we're going about this, how we create this, how we you know work with other investors to make things like this happen. And John, what's, uh, what's new? What are you working on? Well, you know, Laura, I've always got my real estate stuff going on, but uh, we really have got moved. What's really exciting for me is I'm really starting to help a lot of my friends and family that don't have this off Wall Street stuff. So whether it's the Hawthorne project you were talking about earlier, or there's some drug rehabs and some really interesting projects. Justin's project is one one we talk about often going on, Uh, but we're raising money with them, bringing them into this world. Yep, absolutely. And so those of you, if you're not in the big table, um, it's the place to be. It's where the full conversation, the full integration of uh, the, the matrix for a lot of you that you've seen gets to happen. And so it's a lifetime deal. I think a lot of you, if you don't know about it, um, Steve, if you want to put a few links in the chat, those of you in the big table, we are meeting on the 16th. Uh, it's actually a two-day event, but it's spread out in 21 days. So December 16th, all day from 10 to 6. And then January 6th from 10 to 6. And so uh, make sure you get signed up. Steve, are you out there? Yep. I'm going to post that right now. 
Perfect. So um, do the big table link for the 16th and the 6th. That's 21 days apart. And uh, even those of you who've been around for a while, we got some cool new stuff. Steve, Damon, and I have been working on. It's a resource sequence uh, page. It's really laying out what we think the first 90 days should be. For many, it could be a checklist of have you done all these things and uh, some of the most important activities that need to get done uh, year by year by year, quarter by quarter. So that'll happen on the 16th. And then we're going to have a big alternative investing panel and talk about due diligence and money rules and how do you look at projects? How do you look at markets? How do you look at deals? So that's coming up on the 16th. And then the 6th will be because uh, that's more foundational on the 16th. The 6th then will be all marketing, uh, sales, business development, and making money. Um, so that's going on for the big table, folks. And then on the 15th and 5th, those of you not in the big table, there will be a version of that. So this uh, 12 o'clock broadcast, we're going to be doing what's called New Year, New You. How do you complete 2020? And then how do you stage uh, for a big 2021 on January 5th? So 15th and the 5th go together, 16th and the 6th go together, depending on where you are as a client. Big stuff, fun stuff, and new for a lot of you. Uh, new material that you have never seen us cover unless you've been with us for a decade. So looking forward to that. John and Justin, appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Let me know how the Ford dealership goes. Take some pictures. Post them and we can post I will. Them. Yeah, and we'll post them out on the Facebook. That'd be awesome. Thanks, you guys. We'll get it out there for you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, the street tv fox news and the view want to learn more about off wall street investing tax strategies and multi-million dollar business strategies visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes show notes and resources for some special wealth building gifts only for laurel's podcast listeners visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts do you have a burning question for laurel Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Music.